you're a new listener, oh no, I'm going to skip that. I don't I don't have anything that, <laughs> that I could say relates to this particular episode. <laughs> so I'm just going to Welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski. And I'm Todd Mack. And this week we are joined by a special guest, Nick English. All aboard! <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, and this week we are doing a special episode where we are talking about quotes. Uh, and the kind of quotes that get lifted from films and become part of our everyday language, that enter into our personal lexicons, that become... Uh, part of our, our inside jokes amongst our friends, uh, the quotes that have lived well beyond the life of maybe the films where they originally came from, uh, or at least now have a cultural cachet well beyond that. Uh, this was a request from a patron named Justin Hart. Is that correct, Todd? Did I get the name right? <laughs> yes, you, you got it right, Joseph. It's your family. It's, it's my father-in-law. It's your consuegro. Oh. Uh, yes, our producer Andrew's father-in-law asked us if we would do an episode where we talked about movie quotes. And we think what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of time and just talk about some of the like cultural happenings around the idea of appropriating all this language and turning it into uh, inside jokes and other things. And then we're just going to uh, choose some of the films that we think we probably quote the most, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes I discover that I have unintentionally quoted a film that I have seen a lot and like the language of the film has just become part of how my brain works. Uh, and we will just go around. And if you have ever listened to the fandom podcast from which Nick English <laughs> comes to us, uh, he is, uh, fairly frequently you break into voices. Is that fair to say, Nick? This isn't Taco Bell. I'm sorry, guys. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yes, I, I definitely <laughs> Nick? sidetrack things uh, frequently on the Fandom Podcast. I think it's my uh, chosen, like, it's it's pretty much my lot in life that I just derail things. So, I apologize <laughs> to anyone here at the Protagonist Podcast. I did a really good job last time I was on this podcast not derailing, and I worked really hard. But now, you know what, I've give, been given free reign, and so... Buckle up, kids. Yeah, we are specifically <laughs> having you on this very episode because of your ability to quote so many films in, uh, and often do it in good uh, approximations of the original character voices uh, from which these quotes are coming. So, yeah, have at it, Nick. <laughs> um, if you recall, listeners, Nick English was previously a guest on our episode when we discussed Stranger Things. So you are a returning guest, and we appreciate that. Anytime, guys, I will be here. Just just call my name. <laughs> I think you were going to say that. Okay. <laughs> so we wanted to start this conversation by just talking a little bit about what is up with movie quotes and them making their way into like our daily conversation. Why does that happen? <laughs> and uh, like what, kind, what kinds of things? Is there any way of predicting when – watching a movie that it will be quotable uh, or what kinds of quotes will, will find their way into daily um, talk. So what do you think about this? All right. So the, the first part, I think it's important to note that um, our property culture is really our shared culture now. 
Um, it used to be like in communal life, there was so much that was shared, but we've really segmented uh, so many aspects of our life and separated. So our neighbors don't necessarily have the same jobs we have anymore. Uh, our, our friends don't necessarily go to the same church that, that we go to. And so, and so a lot of what used to be common social culture has been lost. But what we do share often is is entertainment. Uh, and like one of our great communal gatherings is going to see entertainment at movie theaters or uh, at sporting events. So entertainment, I think, uh, still has that kind of social vestigial um, yearning for community uh, about it. And one way that we find out who is sharing in our common culture is through these quotes. I have to tell you, there are so many times that I will be at work and I'll just say something like, Man, that just scared the dickens out of me. The dickens! Nobody gets me! And then everybody's like, what the heck did he just say? <laughs> and now, now, like, most of my coworkers are just like, was that from a movie? I'm like, yeah. And then I tell them which one it's from, and they're like, okay, all right, we got it. So that, and that, that brings me to a question that I want to ask you, Joe, as follow-up to what you just said about popular culture being shared culture. Do you think with the uh, inundation that we have of just options now that that's being lost? Yes. Uh, so it's a process that's called fractionalization, which happens uh, with all popular culture. So going back to um, like even in the early 20th century, there were um, uh, these things called uh, pulp uh, magazines, uh, which were like cheap, cheaply mass produced. They were called that because you could actually see wood pulp in the paper. They were so cheap. But, uh, initially these pulp magazines would have something that was trying to appeal to the widest audience possible. Uh, and then eventually you get fractionalization where they start to target only very specific narrow audiences. So you move from uh, a pulp magazine that's going to have, uh, stories for everyone to a pulp magazine that's going to be targeting adolescent boys and a pulp magazine that's going to be targeting housewives and a pulp magazine that's going to be ta uh, targeting uh, working fathers uh, with the kinds of stories that they think those people are going to want. And so that, that happens there. It happens with television where at first you have three channels and all the channels try to appeal to as many people as possible, but then you get cable and you get fractionalization. So now there's channels dedicated to sports fans. And then there's channels dedicated to just golf fans, <laughs> you know, like it fractionalizes, <laughs> you know, it, it goes farther and farther uh, down. And now we're at a point where there's just so many options uh, to be able to predict what is going to have the, the widest appeal and is going to be able to uh, be seen by the most people. Uh, it's not the way it used to be. I mean, even with film, like films would be in theaters for, for years uh, in the thirties and forties, sometimes like on with the wind, it just wow. had a massive theater run uh, and literally just about everyone was able to go see it. Uh, and now, you know, every week there's, you know, uh, three, four, five, even six new films that could, that, that could come out. And even the number one film in America one week, you know, it, within two weeks might be down to number five and then out of the top 10 within a month. Um, so it's so that. it just, I, I do have to say my favorite uh, specialty channel is the Yule log. Ah, yes. classic. <laughs> I, I'll, just, I'll just put that on while I'm drawing and painting because nice. why not hear the crackle of the fire? Sometimes I watch the one with Darth Vader burning too. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. I so there's a YouTube uh, video of, is it like 12 hours of Darth Vader as a Yule log? It just, it's oh my just God. the fire scene at the end of the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think that that's why like Shakespeare made its way into like so deeply, it, it is so deeply embedded in our language because for so long that was entertainment. 
mean, there were so few. There were so few other options that something as great as Shakespeare just made it way deep into. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely it. And then um, even as we start to, you know, move on and see other options, a lot of times they just turn back to what used to work. And Shakespeare used to work for a really long time. (laughs) So we see uh, either borrowing uh, plot lines or borrowing characters or, or uh, just, you know, modernizing, but still doing the same plot. Like those things happen all the time. So I think as I've been thinking about quotes, another thought that's come to my mind is this idea of like concentric circles. So there are films that impact me and then, and then there are films that impact like my family. And I would say, especially my siblings. (laughs) So I, uh, we have a shared like a, a Facebook Messenger group that's just me and my siblings and my parents, and I and I asked them for quotes, and they spent probably two hours tonight just posting quotes, and they were all uh, like all of us knew exactly what was going on with all of these quotes, uh, and it was great. But I'm sure that somebody, even somebody not in my family would look at this and go, oh, I know some of those, or yeah, I kind of like those films, but our family, it's just a different set. Uh, yeah. of films like what did you have on vhs in the 80s <laughs> yeah <VHS> basically <laughs> cost 40 and bucks 90s. And, yeah <laughs> what did yeah. you watch every time you went up to the cabin that's pretty much our family like right 10 and so as we as we them. talked about as we talked about tonight like sort of putting together a list this is basically the list of our favorite films when i was a kid in between me and my and my siblings and i suspect that if you were to take people from my high school Everybody would know all of these films, but probably every family would have, you know, maybe some of these films, but probably many of them switched out for other ones. Uh, but but inside of our community, I think there would be kind of a, a set that you could say, right? Like you could make a Venn diagram and there would be in the middle a certain set of films that I think probably most people in our high school would have known. And you could draw then a bigger circle. Um, and anyway, I just, I I think... I think is you. I think you could do that, like draw sort of concentric circles or make Venn diagram, and somewhere in the middle there would be certain films that would continue to rise to the top. Uh, yeah, and I think this says um, something that actually. So on our Facebook group, I put out a call for people to talk about uh, favorite favorite quotes, and listener Tommy made an interesting point. Uh, that he says, so many of the things that we quote most often tend to be more on the level of cultural inside jokes, I found. For instance, and I know he's living in Japan at the moment, he says, for instance, Princess Bride quotes do not fly in my current context. But but," he says, I can still get a Star Wars reference to go. Sure. Um, Because Star Wars is, you know, a larger impact uh, than Princess Bride. And I think when we talk about references, and, and even within literature, there's two different mindsets that can exist when it comes to references. And the first is that it's going to establish common ground when people get my reference. So you're trying to like broaden the circle of understanding of whatever it is you're talking about by making this reference. And hopefully what you're saying is me understood or familiar enough to uh, a, a large number of people that you're actually widening the net of interest in what you're, you're writing or saying. And then there's the second style, which is what I call the T.S. Eliot style. <laughs> of making references, <laughs> which is about limiting and showing off your own knowledge, like limiting the audience by showing off your own knowledge. And like, you're trying to say, you've got to be 
a certain level of intellect or cultural cachet or have read a certain number of books to be able to really understand what I'm saying. And if you have it, you're just not going to get it at all. So like what you're saying by using T.S. Eliot as your reference point. <laughs> See, and I, I was just thinking that that's why I listen to your guys' podcast because it makes me feel smarter. Because <laughs> I don't know like half of the stuff you read, but I'm like, well, now I've kind of read it, so I can talk to you about it. You know, I've, I've but, never realized the double-edged sword of using the T.S. Eliot reference right there. I didn't understand it until uh, producer Andrew told me. So uh, I have a I have a perfect example of of using um, using a quote as like creating common ground. So the other day, I was in a situation where. Um, anyway, I, I, I had a meeting with somebody and it was, it was a really important meeting and it was somebody that I didn't know at all. And I had been told this guy is intense. And so good luck in, you know, like every, every person that I talk to is, Oh yeah, I'm going to go talk to this guy. And they're like, well, good luck with that. He's kind of an intense guy. So we sit down and the guy goes, so you've got a PhD from Stanford. You must be pretty smart. (laughs) And I go, only compared to some. And he goes, Princess Bride? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he goes, Mormons like that? And I said, are you kidding me? Mormons love Princess Bride. And then we just started quoting films. And then, like and the then it was like, like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, uh, like, everything after that was just great. It was golden. Like, I, like, just this beautiful conversation among friends. But it was because I slipped in this quote at the very beginning that just came to me in the moment, uh, only compared to some. I actually have a funny story about um, what Joe was talking about initially, where you kind of gauge like whether or not you're on the same level or whatever. That's how I understood it with, with somebody else. When I was in college, there was this girl that I thought was really cute and stuff. And so you know, I asked her out on a date and it was clear very early on. I mean, we were good friends and we were in the same class and singing group and stuff together. And so we were hanging out one day and, and, uh, I was just kind of chatting. And then all of a sudden she out of the blue and not even, you know, I can't even think of the word. It's getting late guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so not, not even like provoked in any way. She just said, you know, what really bothers me? It really bothers me when people just quote movies all the time. (laughs) And I was like, <laughs> like, well, we can't date. <laughs> like, Deal breaker. But, uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, and I just didn't say anything. And then after that, I was just like, okay, well, I know I'm not going to chase that one. All right, Nick, how many movie quotes came into your head that you could have responded with immediately to her statement? <laughs> well, I actually did reply in movie quotes for the rest of the day. Like, the rest of the time we were hanging, we were actually going to, like, put a banner up for her, like, cousin that was coming home on a plane, like, over the overpass and stuff. And so, like, for the rest of the time we were hanging out, I just (laughs) would sneak movie quotes in to see if she noticed and see if it, like, made her mad or anything. And she never caught on. So she must have just not known any movie that I was quoting. (laughs) (laughs) So. So that serves, I think, for, if, if I can throw out another obscure reference, and I didn't realize I was going to be doing this so much. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's the story of the Shibboleth. Yes. Um, which, exactly. which you know if you've watched The West Wing. Yes, this gets referenced in The West Wing. Uh, West Wing. Uh, President Bartley has a great monologue about it. Uh, it's the story of um, some people who, 
uh, well, one group of people was trying to impersonate another group of people, and the way that they decided to find out if they really were was they said form the word shibboleth, which um, the accent that the, the impersonators had made it really hard for them to pronounce that particular word. And I think quotes can act as a shibboleth where you're trying to find like insiders and outsiders of particular mm-hmm. cultural groups. Um, like if you can drop a quote that fits the the moment, isn't like really ex- uh, on its face a quote, but you see who perks up and recognizes it. <laughs> like you just said, kind of, those are my people right there. They, <laughs> they knew that like third tier Star Wars quote. Like everyone knows, may the force be with you. <laughs> right. but, but not everyone knows this deep cut from an obscure moment in Empire Strikes Back. So since you've, you've used Star Wars as the example, um, listening to the Star Wars Minute, they slip all of those kinds of quotes into like their ad copy. Mm-hmm. So when they're doing ads... They'll say something that if you've been listening to the Star Wars Minute, you've heard them quote it 10,000 times and make this reference to, it's like, it's a really like subtle throwaway, Mm -hmm. like just like a cadence matching up. But um, also one of them said that at his workplace, they established a rule for him that if he was quoting Star Wars, he had to raise his right hand. And if he was quoting the Simpsons, he had to raise his left hand (laughs) (laughs) just so everyone would know what was going on when he would say kind of random things in response to stuff. But I, um, going back to that shibboleth comment, I think there's good things about that where, like, you can form an instant bond, like your story, Todd, about, like, the Princess Bride quote formed an instant bond. But at the same time, I think there's the danger of, like, being exclusionary. Uh, yes. and, and, like, within fan culture, there's, like, you're not a real fan uh, groups that, that feel like you're not a real fan unless you know, like, every line of dialogue. And that's just stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, great. Kid. But it's Don't also, it is fun if you know the lines. Yeah, it is fun if you if you know the lines, but I, you don't want to be making other people feeling you right. know, feel bad when they don't. So uh, it, there's this weird insider-outsider dynamic that can happen where it's wonderful when you find an insider, but you also don't want to be exclusionary to those who don't understand the reference. I just think it's really nice that during this podcast, it, through my mind, I'm not constantly thinking, stay on target. Wait, what's that? <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> what <else>? Loosen up! <laughs> Like All right, so like should we go into there. our uh, should we should we go around the horn here? Uh, yeah, and uh, then at the end we'll we'll just do a rapid fire style. We got a lot of feed. I posted this this afternoon on our Facebook page, and we got a lot of feedback. So listeners, if you um, just and like keep, our, keep that going, yeah, if yes. you want, <laughs> if you like our Facebook page, uh, you'll occasionally see these where like the day of a recording, I'll throw out something for listener feedback, and I'm really happy to see the amount of response that we have so far. So if you're not uh, a member, or if you haven't liked our Facebook fan page, please do that so you get the chance to uh, chime in on these kinds of things. So I think, Todd, is this right? The method we want to do is each one of us is just going to go around uh, and say a movie that we think we quote a lot, and then we're all going to riff on it, probably by quoting a lot of that film for a while. <laughs> uh, and then we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, Nick, you're our guest. Why don't you go ahead and go first? What do you think is one of the films that you quote most in your life? Okay, so... um Depends on who you ask. But I'm going to have to say, just because I don't think either of you are going to pick it, I'm going to have to go with Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's one of those where like, I've heard quotes enough that I know where it comes from, even though I don't know the film well enough to well, quote at all. But I know the quotes when I hear them a lot. He's kind I don't of know this film deal. at all. People know him. He has many leather-bound books, and his apartment smells of rich mahogany. I know it's boring, but it's my life. No, this this movie is so ridiculous. I remember go seeing it in the theater, and um, 
we went to the dollar theater and it was like the midnight showing this is while me and my wife were dating and my wife fell asleep and i was just like that movie was kind of weird and then it was it kind of had and i don't know if anyone else is going to choose this movie but it kind of had a napoleon dynamite effect where we left the theater and we're like that movie was weird but then we were constantly thinking about all of the lines from the movie and the more and more we quoted them the more and more we were like that was hilarious and we just started using these quotes throughout every aspect of our life like i don't think there's a day that goes by that i don't at least say something from from anchorman like really it it well okay i'll say anchorman a week Maybe a week. <laughs> I'm not going to say every day because that would be really obsessive. That's excessive, you know, like, yeah. Excessive, but <laughs> I would say at least once a week I will at least think of something that I should say and don't, or <laughs> I actually do say it, and then I say, you know what? Did that come out of my mouth? Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I was like, wait, did that? Did I say that? But, yeah, it's it's a funny, like, I mean, I literally will just be like, unique New York, unique New York the arsonist has very bad feet. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. I just say this <laughs> stuff whenever I want. Um, and, well, and I think that's worth noting that this is one of those instances where the performer, in this case Will Ferrell, like, he makes things that would not be quotable coming out of other people's mouths quite quotable just in his delivery and you know his comedic mm-hmm. skill, I think. So I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. <laughs> the part, party pants? Brick, are you saying that there's a party in your pants and that I'm invited? That's it! <laughs> no, I don't want to go to a party in your pants. Hey, hey, do you want to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, see ya! <laughs> All right, Joe, what you got? That one was uh, inappropriate. I'm sorry. Maybe I should hold back. <laughs> no, we, we've told you to just go all out. <laughs> so, well, at least I'm um, edi- <laughs> you're, you're, you're self-editing some. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> all right, Joe, all what right, you, you got? You are a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> There's uh Why don't you go that- back to your home on Horizon? <laughs> It's terrible. She has beautiful <laughs> eyes in her hair smells of, of cinnamon. <laughs> Discovered so by there... the Germans in 1904, <laughs> they called it San Diego, which, of course, in German means... I'm not going to say that one. That one's bad. Okay, <laughs> it's Joseph Stern. <laughs> hey, you didn't let me quote it enough. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and just say... That could make I'm gonna get it out of and suits as fine as Sinatra make. Oh wait, suits so fine he made Sinatra look like a hobo. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll stop. All now. right, <laughs> I'm gonna throw out uh, Star Wars. <laughs> just, okay. Okay. All, fine. All of Star Wars. <laughs> um, well, somebody had and, to save our skins. Yeah, this one I uh, I'm also gonna include. I do hand gestures from Star Wars without realizing I'm doing hand gestures. For example, and I know, listeners, I'm not the only one who can do this, so just go ahead and raise your hand if you do this. Enter a grocery store, how many of you do a force hand wave? <laughs> consistently? <laughs> yes, consistently. Like, I, I don't do it consistently. I, I don't do think sometimes. I can pass through there without doing it. Like, I, I just unconsciously Are you do serious? It. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. 
And wow. uh, when I'm trying to convince my kids to do something that they're arguing against, sometimes I'll wave my hands in front of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they know. I mean, they know Star Wars enough to know what I'm doing. <laughs> and... my identification. You will go and take a bath. You do yes, not exactly. want that candy. You, you want to go to bed. I've been waiting and stay in bed tonight and not climb into mommy and daddy's bed at four in the I morning. I find your lack of faith disturbing, young one. Yeah, and uh, I, so there's the obvious quotes from Star Wars, um, like, you know, may the force be with you. Obviously, we all we all get that. But there's other ones, like I said, like kind of second tier quotes that sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. Like, I can't say something is impressive without adding the most, most impressive <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Darth Vader and Empire Strikes Back. Or um, even if something surprises me, I've it took me a while to discover that I was doing this, but... There's a very funny way that Darth Vader says what at what? the end of Star Wars <laughs> when Han Solo flies in and shoots one of the TIE fighters that's flanking him. Mm-hmm. His head jerks to the side and he says what? what? <laughs> and, his, and his TIE fighter goes flying through the air. Yes. What? <laughs> and if, if uh, someone in a conversation says something that's like shocking but like deliberately so, I'll often do a what and turn my head just like Darth Vader does. And, and, and you look kind of like <laughs> up and behind your shoulder. <laughs> yes. So what you're saying, Joe, is you must... And learn what you have learned. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we could go down the, the Yoda quotes. The I mean, there's so many quotes in Star Wars that, mm-hmm. that are just fabulous. But Star Wars, I think it has to be one of the most quoted. And also, going back to our earlier discussion, one of the most widely known uh, yeah. you know, bits yeah. of media for sharing quotes. That's like at the very outside edge of the, of the circles. Yes, uh, everybody the, knows that one. The, the Venn diagram overlap of Star Wars is yes. pretty pretty wide. Yeah, yeah. I just I just constantly tell my son, "Fear is the path to the dark side," and he just looks <laughs> at me and shakes his head, like, "Stop it, son. You behave." <laughs> but well, even just uh, so, we recently uh, I was watching Empire Strikes Back with my kids, and my one of my sons, my well, my two year old. Let's try to do a Yoda voice. I don't. I, it's hard not to try to do a Yoda <laughs> voice. I, I don't do the he, he like, one. I just yeah. Yeah, but he, but he's he's a little two year old, and he just like tucked his chin into his chest and went, "You seek Yoda, <laughs> Yoda." That's and he, awesome. And he tries to do the squeaky like <laughs> all the time. Well, and then uh, recently he started putting his hand over his face. Oh yeah, he'll he'll walk to... around with his hand over his face, and he'll either like just do heavy breathing to be Darth Vader, <laughs> or he'll put his hand over his face just to muffle his voice, and he'll just walk around going, "I'm Kylo Ren." How many <laughs> times when, were you, when you were young did you talk into the fan just to be Darth Vader? Oh, oh yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I can't even list. <laughs> like, I could not count that number. There is no number. I spent that. I spent all of my all of my youth wishing that I could get as low as Darth Vader, and then when it actually happened, I didn't know what to do with myself. I just wanted to him <laughs> all the time. Like, the Darth Though this Vader. does, it is worth noting. This is one of those uh, the, the, one of the most famous quotes from Star Wars is one of the great like misquotes in, in our culture. It's yes, not, the, the the Mandela effect. Yes, the it's not Luke. I am your father. It's no, I am your father. But everyone remembers the quote. No! I am your father. That's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. Would you know to be? My eight-year-old started cracking up when Luke screamed no like that, and I'm like, "Why are you laughing?" And, and I was just waiting for her explanation. She's like, "He sounds like a twelve-year-old." <laughs> <laughs> she's like ten. Yeah, she's well, eight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
But uh, there's also uh, the, uh, I mean, there's some bad quotes from Star Wars that, uh, that can be humorous to, to start tossing around, like the Darth Vader no is an internet meme uh, at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. mm-hmm. when he rises like a Frankenstein's monster. That was, just, that was skinny, baby. No! <laughs> That's when Vader was all skinny before he got his. I feel dance. like the prequels have a lot of bad, like bad quotes, like "Yippee" and "Wizard." Yeah, but you, that's and, but you still quote them because <laughs> yeah. everyone saw them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, Anakin. Ugh. Sand. <laughs> I hate sand. So of I course, hate sand. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay, but admittedly, like the end of that one is pretty great. It gets everywhere. Like that, <laughs> that part is, that is a valid it, complaint about sad. Yeah, that, that, that what you need to have is a meme. That good. What you need to have is some kind of a meme that combines a- that that part of Anakin's "I hate Sandy" gets everywhere with uh, with the new Ghostbusters when she talks about like it was in all of the what did she say <laughs> all the crevices or something like that. <laughs> like uh, I, I don't know. I think they've they're both onto something there. All right, Todd, what is your uh, your first pick? My first pick is The Three Amigos. This is oh. one of the greatest comedies of it all is, time. I Could was I have thinking, you watch when you are dead? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking... Would you like, say I have week, a plethora of piñatas? <laughs> this very week, I was like, Three Amigos is, like, what a wonderful construct to just let some great comedians do their oh, crazy comedy, and uh, it just yeah, works. Hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it! Hide it! <laughs> you shot the invisible sword. You, sh- you were supposed to fire up. We both, we both fired, fired up. up. It's like living with a six-year-old. <laughs> Looks like someone's been down here with the ugly stick. <laughs> what does that mean? Infamous. Oh, Dusty, infamous is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, he's not just famous. He's Infamous. So we get a hundred thousand pesos to perform with this El Guapo, who's probably the biggest actor to come out of Mexico. A hundred thousand pesos. We do not have one hundred thousand pesos. <laughs> you dirt-eating piece of slime. You scum. <laughs> son son of a motherless. You sons, sons of a motherless goat. goat. <laughs> In a way, all of us has an El Guapo to face. For some, <laughs> shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us. El Guapo is a big dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. <laughs> oh, man. Which one do you like? I like the one that's not so smart. Which one is that? <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> Which one is that? Fried grasshoppers. Oh, man. <laughs> look a bear, look a bear, look a bear. Gah! <laughs> well, we're just going to have to use our brains. Dang it. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, throw it over in the dry riverbed over there. Man. Wherever is just... there is injustice, you will find us. Oh, come on. You guys need to keep going. I'm going to make it. Going to make it. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. We'll be there. Wherever <laughs> liberty is threatened, you will find the, the three, three amigos. 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 <laughs> Gonna make it? I mean, I, I, there are some of these that really are just part. Like every year at Christmas time, when I open up a present, I have to say, It's a sweater! Or, it is a sweater! <laughs> or when I'm doing something hard, I think, Gonna make it? Gonna make it? Gonna make it? Gonna make it? Never make it, never make it, never make it, never make it. <laughs> See, for me, when it's something difficult, I do stay on target. 
stay, stay on target, on target. <laughs> then I, I don't succeed and I get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, what, what is what... Uh, your next No, choice? I just got one more. Do you know what oh, nada what? means? <laughs> Isn't that a light chicken gravy? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That one. Oh, the the other one. I the, I can't I cannot let this go without saying, real bullets. Oh, great, real bullets. These guys are gonna kill us. Boom, boom, boom. We say that. Uh, we do that all the time in my family. Oh, great, real bullets. Okay, I'm done with three amigos. <laughs> my little Nick, you're up. Buttercup has the sweetest. Hey, hey, smile, smile, hey, smile, smile. Hey, smile. Okay, so good night, Ned. Sm- <laughs> good night, Ned. Good night, Ned. Okay, so, all right, so this is another one that um, probably not a week goes by that I don't <laughs> quote this movie as well, and I will have to go with the immortal classic, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, oh yes, okay. yeah, Monty Python is. Absolutely, I think one of the, <laughs> the most quoted Old woman. Uh, franchises for particularly high school boys, I think. <laughs> so when I was in sixth grade, my uh, good friend Joe, uh, Joe Marshall, introduced me to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And from that day forward, every day when we would walk home, we would cluck, clack coconuts together <laughs> and coconuts. prance home for 20 minutes. It took us 20 minutes to walk home from school. Can I, can I ask you where you got the coconut shells? We didn't. We just we just pretend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or we would find like walnuts on the ground or rocks. Oh, or... You missed, I was trying <laughs> to open up the riff about about where they got the coconut shells in the movie. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> a swallow, a swallow, <laughs> African or European swallow. I don't know. I love that in that movie, there's like this one part where, you know, the scientist guy, the scientist knight is like literally has a coconut tied to two birds and he throws it up in the air <laughs> and then it just falls on the ground. And you're just like, that is awesome. But so good. One of the one of the things I quote all the time and most people don't realize what it's from until I keep going is is sometimes people will like yell and they'll just be like, hey, 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 hey. And I'll be like, old woman. Man, sorry, I'm 37. What? I'm 37. I'm not old. I can't just call you man. You can call me Dennis. Well, I didn't know you were called Dennis. Well, you didn't bother to find out now, did you? <laughs> Man, this is a nice filth over here. Yeah, but yeah, I just keep going. Then they're like, oh, okay, okay. And okay, okay. Like, <laughs> who lives in that castle? What? No one lives there. Well, then who is your lord? Your king? We don't have a lord. Yeah, I love that movie. What's the, uh, do you, I, I can't remember the whole, but he's like, that's no basis for a system of government. Water we act as an executive commune, and all the decisions of that officer must be ratified in a bi-weekly meeting. Yes, yes, I see. Uh, quiet, quiet. I order you to be quiet. Oh, order, eh? Whoa. I, what I'm did you oppressed. I'm being oppressed. I am your king. Well, how'd you become king? The lady of the lake spread forth her hand. Holding out Excalibur, signifying that I, Arthur, was to be king of the Britons. The Britons? Who are the Britons? Well, we all are. We're all Britons. Well, I didn't vote for you. Strange ladies and pawns distributing swords is no basis for a government. <laughs> Supreme executive power should be ratified by the masses. 
man. I'm sure I got some words wrong in there. I haven't done that one. No, in a while. That was that was pretty fantastic. Was I pretty will. Uh, I will thank you for that performance, Nick. <laughs> Monty Python. I still think that uh, my other favorite one is. Uh, Turn me into a newt. <laughs> a newt. I, I got better. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times on this very podcast in doing summaries I've had I've done some variation of they got better like just slipping it into the yes. summary for explaining <laughs> that it was thought dead and then came back but they got better good stuff oh. good stuff all right uh, my next pick is going to be Karate Kid oh, ah well really? done sweep the leg yes that's the Todd that's what I was about to say not the sweep Mr. Miyagi wax Jenna. on wax off it's sweep the leg when you want someone to cheat <laughs> that's yes <laughs> first strike hard no mercy sensei <laughs> it is really easy to um, defend the sweep the leg maneuver as a martial artist myself I find that this movie sweeping does, the legs not a bad idea. does not accurately <laughs> represent uh, actually what is the non-defendable crane kick I've done that many times <laughs> <laughs> the crank kick really is indefensible. No, it, it, it it's very easy to defend. You yeah, that's why. I'm like, even as a kid, I was like, I think you could block that no or dodge. <laughs> it's like a documentary. Well, Although I, I do have to say that I did win many a tournament with. We called it the chicken kick, but the crane kick. <laughs> Uh, mostly I chose Karate Kid solely because of the line sweep the legs <laughs> put them in a body bag Johnny put them in a body bag yeah, yeah! and that also, guy's forever going to be known for that <laughs> those guys were so scary dressed up as skeletons man with their, with their like late 70s hair yeah that was I want every tournament in any film or in my life to be have the soundtrack you're the best around <laughs> Yes. Even though they said around, I just always went, oh. I did too. Kind of of like Flash Gordon. Flash. (laughs) Yeah, I did this uh, every time. And doesn't it the next, uh, no one's ever going to keep you down. No one's ever going to bring you down. Oh, bring you down? I can't remember the. I think. But yeah, that should be the soundtrack of every sporting event as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Dude, Absolutely. I'm going to have that as my entrance music if I'm ever a, like a WWE wrestler. <laughs> or a professional baseball player. Don't they get walk-up music? Yeah. That's true, too. I yeah. think co- comedians sometimes get walk-up music. Any of those dreams could come true for you, Nick. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Here's your radio. Where else uh, do, do people get walk-up music? No uh, mercy. I think, I think fitness competitions... Uh, like like the old like style bo- aerobics, the like, 1980s like, aerobics. No, I was thinking like bodybuilders. They they do stuff to to oh, walk up music. I yeah, think. I'm not, that's not going to be me. Hey, <laughs> how about um, every time you're a guest on this podcast, we'll play the legally allowed amount of that song for your for your entrance. That cool sucks, man. Extremely dicey to try and suss out <laughs> what is technically the illegally allowed amount of any kind of music. How about I just sing it and no one will ever know from that? Out. That'll work. <laughs> All right, I'm up. Fear does not exist in this dodo. Do- oh, dodo. Wow. <laughs> Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, Sam says dodo right here. This dodo does not know fear. What the? <laughs> you do not want to get in the ring with this dodo. It's Allie with an I. I'm Daniel with a D. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot of weird moves. <laughs> He's a cream puff, Johnny. Uh... <laughs> My go-to uh, insult in karate. He's a cream puff. He's a cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going with Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Nice. Yeah. 
So we've got uh, Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. <laughs> Eat your dinner, <laughs> you fat lard. Tina. You're just you're just jealous that I've been talking to babes online all day. All day. <laughs> Do the chickens have large talons? Uh, you've got um, what? What's a liger? It's pretty much my favorite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mixed. Bradford skills in magic. Gosh. <laughs> Do you have any street skills? Nunchuck skills? Nunchuck skills, computer hacking skills. Trying to earn money for college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> what do you want to bet I can throw this football over those <laughs> mountains? Over those mountains. Oh, man. So, it's uh, just, uh, <laughs> do okay. they have what? Large talons. I don't understand. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Dinner. <laughs> can't bait all the cheese. Over uh, oh, Christmas, man. my wife's side of the family had a family reunion with all of her siblings, and it was in Preston, Idaho, where they filmed Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, so we'd done a couple activities in the city, which, it's a small Idaho town. There's not the, the greatest number of activities. So we went, to, we went bowling like early on in the family reunion. At the bowling the, yeah. alley? And then the last night of the reunion, I put on Napoleon Dynamite, and all... The kids in the family, so all my nieces and nephews, and you know my oldest daughter, they were all like, "We've been there!" It was like the it was like this magical moment for them that something they were seeing on TV, they'd actually you know been in that bowling alley. Uh, welcome to Rex Quando. I was gonna say Rex Quando is one of my favorite things. <laughs> you think anyone's gonna want a roundhouse kick to the face <laughs> while I'm wearing these bad boys? <laughs> Forget, Forget about, about it. it. It's a great oh, quote uh, of editing when uh, Uncle Rico's meeting with the woman and then Rex walks in and he just <laughs> smacks him so, and then it cuts. Oh. This next Napoleon Dynamite quote actually has great personal meaning to me as an artist and an illustrator. <laughs> it took two hours <laughs> shading the episode. Really? It took me like three hours to finish the shading on <laughs> your upper lip. Your upper it's lip. probably the best drawing I've ever done. <laughs> When I came home from school, my head started to get really hot. So I, so I drank some cold water, but it didn't do nothing. So I laid in the bathtub for a while. But then I realized that it was my hair that was making my head hot. So I went into my kitchen and I shaved it all off. I don't want anyone to see. I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, man. Give me it's some just, of your tots. Uh... <laughs> your tots, Napoleon. Oh, is man. That, is that milk 1%? You could be drinking whole if you want to. <laughs> Because you think you're fat. Because you're not. Because you're not. Oh man, it's just a, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic movie. It's, it's, uh, it's infinitely quotable. Yes. Could have made uh, state. Right. And Nick, we got to move on, or we're going to run out of time for, for all these great. Okay, so uh, I'll choose one that you guys might know. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Young Frankenstein. Oh, that is a good movie. The immortal. <laughs> I can only ever remember one quote. I can only ever remember one quote from Young Frankenstein, and it's totally inappropriate. <laughs> what knockers? Oh, yes. Thank you, Doctor. Would you like to go for a roll in the hay? It's fun. Roll, roll, roll in the hay. Would you like some warm milk, perhaps? Ovaltine. So this is a—I mean, it's kind of like the we, we, I mentioned earlier with Will Ferrell. Uh, Mel Brooks could make a lot of things funny with his delivery. He was a comic genius. I still like. Okay, so another one I always quote is, um, "Hello, Doctor Frankenstein." It's pronounced Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh well, they told me it was Frankenstein. Uh, well, they were wrong. And who are you? You must be Eagle. No, it's pronounced 
eagle. <laughs> they told me it was eagle. Well, they were wrong then, weren't you? Well, you know, I really am a brilliant surgeon. I could do uh, something about that hump. What hump? <laughs> we got it from uh, uh, someone named Abby Normal. A- Abby Normal. <laughs> There's so many good... Uh, it, well, also the wrong brain. It's just such a great... <laughs> Werewolf! There! There, wolf! There, <laughs> castle! Why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. No, I don't want to. Well, suit yourself. I'm easy. I say that all the time. Somebody says, blah, blah, blah. I say, well, suit yourself. I'm easy. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that movie. Oh, man. That's, that's right. a Halloween every year. Every year. Yeah. Um, my next choice, I just, I'm going to say it, and then I'm just going to sit back and enjoy us as we go down a rabbit hole. I love the movie Clue. And oh, it is so was you. Okay, that, I was going the to episode I you. was on the fandom for yes. turned into a clue. Yes, it did. Um, my favorite quotes from it, I will just say, are the uh, communism was just a red herring. <laughs> I think that one gets uh, used with me inserting something into the place of communism quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> communism was just a red herring. <laughs> yes. And the... Uh, when I'm being paired off, uh, like if it's just my wife and I get to go do something, I will often do the, it's just you and me, honey, honey bunch. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I, this I, another my, door? My go-to is always, so it was you. I was going to expose you. I know. So I choose to expose myself. Please, there are ladies present. <laughs> Flames. Flames from, from on the, the side, side of, of my face. face. <laughs> Heaving breath. breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not. See, this one clue is. Just, it's not in my. Uh, it's, it's not, not in, in your my, circle. Not my circle. Why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? Well, he's on everyone else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> How many husbands have you had? Mine or other woman's? Yours. Five. Five. <laughs> Yes, just five. Husbands should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. You lure men to their deaths like a spider with flies. Flies are where men are most vulnerable. <laughs> right. Wait, I'm sorry, did I she say, say it? that? I yes. can't say it without laughing. I don't remember that line. I don't remember Andrew, that one. Andrew was like falling light, and all of a sudden something clicked for him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Are you trying to make us look stupid? I'm sure you don't need any help from me. That's That's right. right. (laughs) Todd, we are going to have to do blue on this podcast. What are you afraid of? A fate worse than death? No, just no, just death. death. Isn't that enough? enough? I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. I say that all the time. (laughs) I live in somewhere, and they're like, and I'll just say, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. She just smacks me. <laughs> See, I think that I was traumatized by Clue. I watched it. I was too young, and it scared me too bad. Well, you put uh, on back in our year one Mount Rushmore yes. year Halloween episode, you said the uh, the gloved hand and putting a Clue. lead pipe onto the oh receiver of the telephone to hang yep, it up. That was that one was of your it. scariest moments. Yeah, so this oh, the, you can understand why this is not my most quoted film. I think we should get together and all watch it together, and then <laughs> we'll be... Uh, well, you'll be and then we'll okay. record an episode like, of the protagonist podcast. Sure. <laughs> the other one that's good is, you see, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peacock Mrs. was a man? <laughs> <laughs> they just, two people smack him. 
Uh, I can explain everything. You don't have to. I don't. Don't worry. There's nothing illegal about any of this. Are you sure? Of course. This is America. It's a free, it's a free country. It's a free country. <laughs> don't you know that? I didn't know it was that free. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, Todd. Where, where are we at on time? How are we, we, we got, we got another round, I think. I don't understand. One I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with while you were sleeping. Ah, nice choice. That was I love uh, this one of the film. first ones. Leaning. Uh, listeners have put leaning. on Facebook. Leaning. Looks yeah. Like Looks leaning. like he's leaning. Just every Joe Jr., every time Joe Jr. opens his mouth, it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, the, hey, Luce, is this guy bothering you? I've got a niece now. Her, na- her name is Lucy. And every time I, I see her, I just say, hey, Luce, is this guy bothering you? <laughs> And now you are that uncle. Yeah, my, my sister's name is Mari, and we call her Lube. I think I might have to adopt this. Hey, Luce. Hey, Luce. There's a... You. This you is... wear black underwears. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to... I object! Oh, jeez. There's a uh, a kid across the street um, that my daughter sometimes, uh, you know, they, they play together. But his name is Jude. And the first time I saw him, and I was like, hey, Jude. I was like, oh, you're going to get that your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and now I try not to say, hey, Jude. But you're just leaning hard into the hey, loose, Todd. <laughs> hey, loose. He's just, he's the best. I know karate. I know karate. Is this guy bothering you? This guy bothering you? Because I know karate. Or she says, um... What is, the other, what is there? There's one where she says, um, Wait, are you does anybody use the phone anymore? <laughs> I do. I'm not talking about 900 numbers. Who told? Who told? Who told? <laughs> I think that one of my favorite parts, too, is when she, he's like trying to put on her pants. He's like, if, and she says, if you fit in my pants, I'll, I will I'll kill, kill myself. <laughs> and he's got, he's got one of her shoes already on. He's, on his down. And he's like, my foot slipped right into this. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> Oh man, Joe Jr. Okay, so, I mean, but is there anything besides Joe Jr.? You don't have to you answer right away. Lean in. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that does involve Joe Jr. Yeah, that's still a but, Joe so Jr. So I don't remember, but my wife, uh, she can quote the dinner scene, and there's some line about these mashed potatoes oh. are so smooth, and then someone yes. chimes in and says another character mashed them. I can't remember the name of the other character that mashed them, but my wife will often say that when we're ma- when we have mashed potatoes. She's like, these are so creamy. So and so mashed them. <laughs> Mary. It's Mary. Mary. Mary yeah. mashed them. I just had to if go you... into the room. Yeah, so this was one that my siblings so went cr- oh. my siblings went crazy on this one. So you got the mashed potatoes are so creamy. If you fit into my pants, I'll kill myself. It looks like he was leaning. Thank you. Are you loose? Uh, we got that. Are you wearing a black bra? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if our listeners are going to enjoy this episode, but I am having a lot of fun right now. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to find the, the Facebook link and start posting their quotes. That's yes. what I hope for. Uh, I also hope they just like <laughs> lean over to somebody at their workplace or wherever they're listening to this and just like, you ever see uh, while you're sleeping? <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, I think we probably have around one more, more in-depth yeah. each and then we can do a quick bring out your dad. What other movies do we quote a lot without... Going down the rabbit hole, uh, right? This is a quote from Alice in Wonderland. Good luck. Going down the rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> quoting everything from the movies. Okay, I'm just going to say this one just so that I can say something that I say all the time that nobody gets: um, the movie Airplane. So, <laughs> don't call I don't me know if you've ever seen. Yeah, well, that's the classic one, but everyone, 
every time that that uh, so, like I don't want somebody to understand what I'm saying, or or they'll be like, "What did you just say?" And I'll just be like, "Just hang loose, blood. Mama gonna catch you on the rebound on the med side." My mama didn't. Dug, <laughs> my mama didn't raise no dummy. I dug her right. Chump who don't want no help don't get no help. <laughs> Uh, Stewardess, I, I speak jive. He says that he's in a lot of pain, and <laughs> and he's wondering if you can help. One of my <laughs> favorite hang. comic bits in all of film is an airplane when he says, and that's when I de- developed my drinking problem. And then it cuts to him throwing a glass of water into his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and that is his drinking problem. Surely you must oh, man. I am... I'm not joking, and don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. I don't think I've ever seen that uh, that show all the way through. I've seen. I think I've seen all of it, but never in one sitting. Never in one sitting. Well, yeah. It looks like you guys need to go on Netflix. Yes. All right, uh, Joseph, what you got? Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, Jurassic Park um, ah. for really oh, two lines. Park. Clever Girl. The muttering of Clever Girl when someone has outwitted me mm-hmm. is something oh, I do... Regardless of the gender of whoever is just yeah, that's what I was gonna say. More than once, it has caused people to say, "What?" When <laughs> I just go, "Clever, Clever girl. girl," and also the shoot, ah, shoot, shoot ah. So you're going <laughs> straight Muldoon. No, no Jeff Goldblum on this one. Not much uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Doesn't you got to yeah. put that yeah. pause in there? I thought you were gonna say, "Hold on to your butts." <laughs> Hold on to your butts. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's that's the the line. Line. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Dotson. Um, Dotson. We got Dotson here. <laughs> Sorry, you have to do so it this... right if you can do it. Come on, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so my next film is one that I think is like pretty small on the on the in the in the circles. I think it's pretty close to the middle of the circle. It's the nineteen ninety four film Little Women. Did you guys ever see this with Christian yeah. Bale? Oh, you know I've what? seen it. It has a it has Batman dating Mary Jane Watson, which kind of blew my mind when I watched it. Yeah, so, I grew up in a house of estrogen. Okay, I had four sisters, and every time that this movie went on, I would retreat to the recesses of my comic book so that I didn't <laughs> have to watch it again. Well, now you know well, when you watch it, you can just think that it's Batman dating Mary Jane Watson. Yeah, I know, but I'm still not going to watch it. This was just one of those movies that it was like against my principle as a male. Like, I watched this is a bridge it way too, too many times, and I was just like, nope. You know, I mean, I've talked about how you know I have a great respect for Anna Green Gables, and we've discussed this before, mm-hmm. and like that one's pretty up there. But it's a great show. But it's also quite Little quotable. Women <laughs> is where I drew the line. So there's two there's two quotes from Little Women that uh, that my sisters quote a lot, and I think about them uh, a lot also. One is uh, when Joe cuts her hair, and her sister says, "Joe, how could you? You're one beauty." <laughs> <laughs> so we say that a lot. I see my. Me and my siblings will somebody somebody will do something and we'll say, "Oh, you're one." Pe-. And then the other one is, "Don't say blast and wretch." She says, "Oh, <laughs> blast the wretched skirts," and she says, "Don't say blast and wretch." Oh, Amy, don't be such a ninny penny. <laughs> and I have a sister named uh, Amy, so we get "Don't be such a ninny penny" and "Don't say blast and wretch." Uh, so, Little Women. All right, uh, much quicker. Let's run through uh, anything else that you guys had written down. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I cannot believe that in like your top picks, 
you were missing Sandlot and Princess Bride. I've got them written there. there. And, and Princess Bride gets its we own. We already discussed that earlier, so I didn't. Bring I know them we, up. we we cheated by yeah. doing a little bit, you know, before we started well, recording. Yeah, but, when we read but Princess through... Bride is perhaps the most supremely Quote. universally oh, yeah. quotable. So when I was film of Japan, <laughs> when I was fifteen years old, I worked at a Cub Scout summer camp. Okay. And there was a week before that we had to prepare the whole camp before all of the the scouts would come up. And, you know, being the movie quoter that I am and and et cetera, et cetera. There was an they they basically were trying to get me to do stuff and one day they said, Nick, you quote Princess Bride all the time. Can you do the can whole entire quote, movie? Can you quote the entire movie? <laughs> and I said, Yes, yes I can and they said, Prove it. And I did <laughs> for the next for the for, for the, the next, next one hundred minutes. Yeah, for the next you know two hours. All right, real quick. I did it. I believe it. I believe that would be possible. Right, oh, we're yeah. gonna pause our run through, and I'm gonna read a comment from one of our listeners. Uh, this is listener Daniel says. Personally, I'll add my scent that the Princess Bride uh, about Princess Bride quote. So already m- multiple listeners had said uh, on our Facebook page Princess Bride, and he's adding to that, and he says. Um, I'm, un- I'm firmly under the assumption that there's an appropriate Princess Bride quote, quote for every occasion. So, Nick. Wait, what is that? ripping? Challenge. It's fabric Let's... from the uniform of an army officer of Gilda. Gilda. Who's Gilda? The country across the, country the sea, across the, the sworn sea. enemy of Florin. <laughs> Let's throw out some life situations and see if we can find a Princess Bride quote oh that would gosh. fit. <laughs> a fit in that moment. We're going to explore how many, how many times can we say... My name is Aniko Montoya. <laughs> well, that doesn't um, come up very often in in uh, things, but you can say, "You killed my father." Prepare to die. Because my name is not Aniko Montoya. All right, uh, Nick. First date going badly. Is there a Princess Date uh, Princess Bride quote for this situation? First date going badly. <laughs> I have loved more deeply than a killer like yourself could ever dream. All right. Uh... Let's see. Uh, movie going on too long, and you kind of want to sneak out. Um, <laughs> Everybody move! <laughs> uh, I say that all the time. I say that all the That's time. What, that is definitely one of my most quoted was, lines. <laughs> did you did you come okay, up with these scenarios? No, I'm, I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. Feel okay. free to jump in, guys. <laughs> I'm coming up with scenarios. <laughs> I wonder if they're using the same wind we are using. <laughs> Uh, All right. Okay, um, I, I, that's the part that I'd say, but I say, um, oh, dang it, I can't remember it. I'm doing so bad. Hold on. I'm going to dive in for some specificity on this one. You're in a group of people, and you're trying to decide where to go out to eat, and no one is committing to any uh, style of food. What is there a Princess Bride quote for that moment? <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? I'm surrounded by <laughs> I would say, mm. Except for a nice MLT mutton list and tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Yeah, everyone pulled out a quote for that. This is going well. (sighs) Keep it coming. This is I like this game. (laughs) (laughs) Um all right. Uh let me think. Let me think. Uh you're you can't find your keys in the morning. We're trying to run out the door. Oh, it's inconceivable. <laughs> it's inconceivable. There is no greater hunter than Prince Humbling. He can track a falcon on a cloudy, <laughs> a cloudy day. day. And you. Where's the gate key? <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no gate key. Physics, Paris arms off. Oh, you mean this gate key? 
Oh, you mean this week, King? Uh, hit, hit us with like two more, Jim. All right, two more. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Uh, okay, uh, modern problem. We'll see how this one uh, get, gets taken. Uh, Netflix won't stop buffering and start playing your show, so you're just sitting there waiting for Netflix to get going. I am waiting for this. <laughs> don't make it go back to the beginning. Netflix. So I have. This is where I am, and this is where I will stay. I will not be moved. <laughs> it's better than mine. What, what was yours? What was yours? You were supposed to be this colossus, and yet he gave. <laughs> well, I'm carrying three people, and he only has himself. I don't I accept do not excuses. excuses. I'm, I'm just, just going to have to find myself myself another giant, that's all. A new giant, that's all. <laughs> oh, man. I, do not, I do not think you're going to speed things up. Ah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like, hate waiting. I think this is I the last wait. one. Uh, you're getting your haircut, and the the person cutting your hair is just really talkative, and you're just you you want to be done with the conversation. <laughs> like, There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. <laughs> <laughs> that that would end the conversation yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> do you always? What is it? Do you always? Do you always start conversations before you kill people? With my father. You just, you just no, like, do you like I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be rude, but do you happen to have six fingers on your left hand? You always begin conversations this way. My father was slaughtered by a six-fingered man. He was a great sword. Um, I, I think you also have the option to kind of stare moodily into the middle distance and say, I will never love again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to get moody. No! And then I start cutting, and you're like, to the death. No! To the pain. <laughs> to the pain. I don't think, I don't Stop familiar saying that. That would be mine. The first, thing, the first thing you will lose is your feet at the end. <laughs> then your arms and yeah. wrist. Then your nose. Then my tongue, I suppose. I killed you too quickly the last time. Not my Stop, Stop saying, saying that. Saying that. Saying that. Stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Princess Another. Pride is just amazing. Another right. one that uh, I love to quote all the time, just randomly, and people don't get this quote very often because he says it so quickly and people are not paying attention because they're doing the whole thing. Um, but when somebody does something or I trick them, I will say, you just fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. In Asia. <laughs> I say that all the time. One time while I, I was my family, game, my family, we, we threw that around a lot when we were playing Risk. Yes. <laughs> One time when I was yeah, on a, that's a good setting for that. Yeah. When playing Risk, are there any Princess Bride quotes? Yes. Yes, there are many. <laughs> so one of my best friends growing up, she uh, went to uh, town. Like she, she moved when we were young, and then she would ask me out to go to her dances if she didn't want to ask anybody else to her. So I would travel up there and see her. And so like I knew none of these people except for my friend. And you were the boyfriend out of town that she always talked about. Totally. Like, I was totally her backup if there was ever creeper. She's like, hey, this is my boyfriend. And, you know, it was, it, I totally saved her butt a couple times with that. But we were all at a dinner party, and, and her mom was like, you guys need to ask Nick to quote The Princess Bride. And it was like, what? And so literally for, like, 20 minutes, I did the whole Vecini scene, scene, like, from the beginning. It's like, he's like... If you wish her dead, by all means, keep moving forward. <laughs> like, I just went through the whole thing, and they were all like, yay, and they clapped for it. Anyway, that was a proud moment in my life. Way to go. So Way to go. I impressed right, a lot uh, of ladies that day. 
I, we're low on time. So a couple other quick ones. That, again, we can't go down these rabbit holes every okay. time, guys. Indiana I, I, Jones, yes. you chose poorly, is one of the great, oh, yeah. great. Cool quotes when someone's made a mistake. For understatements in particular. Yes. <laughs> Bad dates. <laughs> That's what um, I I want to throw out Dr. Strangelove. If you have the right moment to throw out a Dr. Strangelove quote, you better take that moment. You can't fight in here. This, this is the war room. room. They'll see the big board. <laughs> um, and this was suggested by listener Kestra, otherwise known as producer Andrew's wife. All Disney films. It's Yes, all, yes. all Disney I, is quotable. I, I pretty much say, at, yeah, well, and especially after the Disney, Disney renaissance, like Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Lion King. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I quote the genie all the time from mm-hmm. Aladdin. So. What about and every, uh, time, every time everybody comes out of the church pew? I say, "Look, sire, the herd is on the move." <laughs> <laughs> every time, my wife just slaps me. Every time, <laughs> I'm still about, waiting for uh, someone else to laugh at it. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's great. What about the great '90s comedy Pure Luck? Do you guys watch Pure Luck? No, no. that is outside no? my circle. I am not familiar with that phrase. Are you kidding me? I've I've never. never, As far as I know, I have not heard of it. Yeah, it is not entered into my. It's uh, Martin Martin Short and Danny Glover. Oh, you know what? I think you showed me a scene from this when there's a broken chair and he sits on the only broken chair out of like fifty options. I cannot believe that you have not seen Pure Luck. We've got somebody, please. Bad luck. Like if you have fifty salt shakers, he'll pick the empty one. Yes. So the guy, the I've only heard. Oh man. It's so funny. It is so funny. And it's mostly physical comedy, more than uh, quotes. But there are some great ones um, about uh, – <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's All too right. much setup. <laughs> to, Can I do one last can of worms for us before we really have to enter rapid fire? No, I, wait. Before I got to go rapid fire too. I've got a list, Ben. Sandlot. Oh, <laughs> we did some of that for before. Ever. Come on, Full you're killing me, Smalls. Wendy Is that your mom naked out in left field? <laughs> She's naked. <laughs> Shut up, Porter. <laughs> oh, man. I think okay, it was so before we started recording, but Nick did do the entire Babe Ruth scene when Smalls is asking who Babe Ruth is. Like, who is she? <laughs> we don't have time for that again. Yeah. But yeah. Let, me, uh, let me just say a few of mine. Uh, okay. So, Dumb and Dumber, number... Still, yeah. any time that there's a low in the conversation, I just say, so, big gulps, huh? Cool. Well, see you later. <laughs> and uh, so you're saying there's a chance is one that definitely you're has transcended. Me there's yeah. a chance. Yeah. Or, yeah, you're telling me there's a chance, that one. Uh, the other one, um, if I didn't say these ones, my wife would be upset, is 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yes. that one's great. Mm-hmm. And um, Mean Girls. If you do not, yes. if you have not seen Mean Girls or, yeah. I, I just was, have a lot uh, of feelings. I say that all the time. <laughs> It's coming up in our well. It's not like immediate listeners don't anticipate it in the next, but it's on our schedule for this year to do Mean Girls. <laughs> I've got a few people that might want to guest ho- guest uh, star. Please, I don't want Todd and I to tackle that one by ourselves. <laughs> I've got a few ladies that would be more Thank than you. happy to do that'd it. Be, that in would fact, be excellent. If you go, if you go to the Fandom Podcast and listen to our Gilmore Girls episode, those two ladies just bring those two on, and and you will have a good All old right. time. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Austin Powers is another one that was quoted forever, but now it's kind of lost its lu- luster. Yeah, I, I'd say that's um, out of vogue. Um, Zoolander. Mm-hmm. And then my last one, which is a unknown film, 
except for my family. So it's kind of the same vein as probably Get Luck, that like my family loves this movie and why we do, we don't. I don't know. We were the only ones in the theater on the back row when we went and saw it, but it is um, called Undercover Brother. And it <laughs> oh, is, I remember that one. It is the out. funniest. It. it has some of the best quotes in it, and I quote <laughs> it all the time. And it's it's totally like an African-American like spoof black exploitation film that has like Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle and like just crazy people in there it's this undercover african-american group that is fighting the man during the 70s and it is the funniest it actually originated as a youtube like cartoon that was popular in the early days of youtube and then they made a movie out of it because eddie griffin was like this is hilarious and it is such a funny movie and dave Chappelle has classic lines he's known as conspiracy brother so he says stuff like they never give the black man the credit Babe Ruth, black man. Madonna <laughs> sleeps with black men. Think about it. <laughs> he says stuff all the yeah. It's a funny movie. Um, so that reminds me of one I would not have thought of otherwise. Undercover Blues, which is oh, a yes. it's uh, Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner, and also Stanley Tucci is in that film as, as Muerte. Muerte. El Muerte. Who they assassin. keep calling Morty. Yes, he's an assassin trying to no, kill them. My name is Muerte. <laughs> I am death. I think he's in a bar. He calls people scumhawks. <laughs> See, and that reminded me of two other movies. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. Blues Brothers and Scrooged. Mm-hmm. Both of oh, them. Oh, yeah. You have to quote them. All right, Todd, do you have any real quick right. ones? Because we're low on time. I do. Um, Tangled is oh, mm-hmm. a fantastic film with tons of great lines um like you should know this is the strangest thing i have ever done (laughs) is one of my favorites um anyway there's a ton in there elf is is a real what's your favorite color it's a great film (laughs) it's a great film it's got tons of you're so young you're so young congratulations guys greatest coffee in the whole world You did it. World's greatest cup of coffee. And then uh, I'm actually going to end with this. This is not my favorite film in the world, but I love this quote. When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against the barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you paid your dues, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. <laughs> that would be uh, big trouble. Big, big trouble, little, little China. China. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earthquakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and says, "Give me your best shot, pal. I can take it." And Jack is not speaking metaphorically when he says that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm a reasonable. Right. Go- I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. <laughs> Todd loves quoting a movie he hates. Oh, man. <laughs> really are some great lines in that terrible, terrible movie. Um, I've had the experience to 
describe in great detail Pirates of Penzance to several oh, people. Oh, I love Pirates of Penzance. All by myself. So I call it my one-man show because of Pirates of Penzance. Quote, yeah, that's a very Because you just, you just get into it, and you got to gesture, and you got to go big. Oh, false one. Orphan or orphan? Would you say orphan a person who has lost his parents, or orphan frequently? <laughs> I said often only once. <laughs> all right, I, I do have to say one more movie that I quote all the time, but it's because of my son, and it's his most favorite show. We we call him the Cobra, and his favorite show is Monsters Inc. And there are so many good quotes from that movie. General, yes. It's like That's such a sweet movie. Hello, Roz, my little garden snail. How are we doing? Well, well, well. <laughs> I say that all the time. And, and I'll say, hey, Cobra, what does Randall say? <laughs> Can it, Wazowski? <laughs> that's, what he, that's what Randall says every time. Scary feet, scary feet, scary feet, scary feet. All right, I Fuck saw this man. on Facebook. <laughs> I have to ask the question to you guys. Does Mike Wazowski wink or, or blink? blink. <laughs> Well, that depends. Uh, if you're like Joseph and you believe that their intention is more important than the interpretation. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, our listeners on the Facebook page. Listener John had said uh, he likes to quote "Down the Rabbit Hole" from Alice in Wonderland and "Catch 22" from "Catch 22," both classics. Uh, oh listener God. Daniel says Darth Vader's "No" is <laughs> close to a classic, but I think probably for the wrong reasons. Uh, there are other Star Wars quotes that are the you know because it's. The perfect uh, line for that moment. <laughs> uh, listener Kaylee says the Princess Bride is endlessly quote- quotable, as we have proven. Uh, and she also mentions Parks and Rec. So we didn't do very many TV shows, uh, but I think it's worth mentioning Parks and Rec. Also, Simpsons. Uh, Rock. S- Seinfeld uh, had quite its heyday. Uh, Bazinga. For, for <laughs> adding things to the vernacular. And even, uh, like, uh, Survivor, it's been going for, like, almost 20 years at this point, but, like, voting someone off the island is still, I think, something that... Uh, floats through the comic How about you're fired? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, there is some um, controversy on to whose catchphrase that actually is. Oh, yeah, so was, yeah. Uh, listener John uh, had mentioned Napoleon Dynamite. My lips hurt real bad. Uh, also, Just go ask the nurse. I'm sure she's got like five sticks on her drawer. Am I going to use hers? Arrested Development Community, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, <coughs> and uh, Lord of the Rings... Uh, mentioned it, she, he says specifically, points? but it is not this day and toss me are two that he and his wife say to each other. Uh, mentioned, so you're telling me there's a chance from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Brandon from the fandom podcast says, uh, oh, the Simpsons. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and also Shakespeare has about a million lines that are part of speech now. Yeah. There's so many common phrases, uh, we oh, yeah. realized came from Shakespeare. Uh, listener Grant mentioned Sandlot. You're killing me, small. So you're telling me there's a chance for Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> uh, and he he also mentions uh, the uh, like the classic uh, Schwarzenegger quotes from '80s action films. There's a bomb. There's a bomb in there. Get out. Get out of the tower. Get in the chopper. There's a bomb. You did the chopper. <laughs> Probably not exactly uh, what he had in mind. <laughs> uh, listener John mentions Big Brother from 1984, just as a, a phrase that has now entered very common uh, speech. Uh, listener Henry uh, mentions all too easy. A uh, Darth Vader quote from Empire Strikes Back. All too easy. 
Uh, listener Rachel says Cold Comfort Farm, which I remember watching. Oh, I have not watched have it. Some great I have not watched it in years, but I still remember that one of the characters, a simple farm hand, his dream is to be in the talkies. I yes. just want to be in the talkies. He says. Um, there's also a great, great sermon from uh, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah. talking about how you'll be punished for sinning by being burned in hell, and there's no butter. In hell. <laughs> to treat your burns. <laughs> there be no butter in hell. That does not work, just so you guys know. That doesn't work? <laughs> no butter on a burn. <laughs> uh, listener Rachel also mentions while you were sleeping. Listener Tessa says, uh, from Pocahontas, they always say, that's what guns are for. Whatever. <laughs> even, though, even when it doesn't call for it. <laughs> they will mention, that's what guns are for. Uh, listener Alana, previous guest on this podcast, says the Princess Bride uh, is greatly quotable, but perhaps the only thing more quotable is the Wizard of Oz. Listener Jesse mentions Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, that uh, is good. Listener John mentions there ain't no such thing as a free lunch, which came from a Heinlein uh, story. Uh, the moon is a harsh mistress, which I love the phrase. Something is a harsh mistress, which I learned before Heinlein from the Tick. He mm-hmm. in the Tick cartoon. Gravity. <laughs> no, it's from the live action one, isn't it? No, it's from the cartoon. He falls off of a building and lands, in this, and so he's in this crater, and he just says, "Gravity is a harsh mistress." Oh, <laughs> I think they use it in the live action yeah. one then. Uh, then, uh, Lena English. Hmm, I wonder who that is. Who is is that? Well, she sounds attractive. (laughs) Says, technically, it's a ferret. (laughs) Ah, yes. In fact, we have that embroidered on a pillow. (laughs) You do? (laughs) Yeah. Says, technically, it's a ferret. We say that all the time. It'll be like, someone will say, technically, and we're like, technically, it's a ferret. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, listener, uh, Hava, or Hava, I'm sorry. It's H-A-V-A, and I'm probably have mispronounced that. Hava. We're still flying Hava. for Firefly. Hava? Yep. Okay. Uh, but I, I, we should have just said Joss Whedon quotes in general. <laughs> Joss Whedon writes some very quotable dialogue in Firefly and Buffy and Angel. And if Avengers. wishes were horses, we'd all be in steak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, John Dureski, our brother, previous guest on this, just says Star Wars quotes, which we already covered in depth. So thank you to all the listeners okay. who provided <laughs> some feedback on the Facebook page. I'm sorry, but while we were talking, I have one more that I, if I don't say, I'm going to be very upset with myself. All right, go ahead. This is one of my most favorite movies of all time. A League of Their Own. Oh, there's cry. no cry in, baseball. cry in baseball. Oh, cry your eyes. I'm going to go home, get a quick shower and a shave, give the wife a little pickle tickle, and I'll be on my way. <laughs> hey, cowgirl, see the grass? Don't eat it. Go, play! <laughs> I hate when they get attached to me like that. <laughs> John Lovitz. Um, and you know, it didn't, there's so many other, like, if you look at the list of the most uh, famous quotes, there's things like, uh, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Godfather, I'm going to give them an author I can't re- uh, refuse, which I love. I've heard uh, more and more the just saying, I'm going to give them a Godfather offer. Just, like, what? cutting out. Like, I'm going to give them the greatest offer. The, you know, one so good they can't refuse. It's just called Leave a Godfather the gun, offer. Take the cannoli. Yes. Uh, Godfather definitely gets a lot. Uh, going back, some Marlon Brando, like I could have been a contender. Oh yeah, Stella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have left out many great quotes, and listeners, please in the comments on our Facebook page, let us know what favorite quotes we have left out. And if you found this episode to lack focus, we sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> I, I I gave you a disclaimer at the beginning. No, I think I think we all do what we're getting into, uh, and hopefully this was enjoyable for you, listeners, as much fun as it was for us. And uh, 
again, on the Facebook page, let us know what some of your favorite quotes that we left out were. If you enjoyed this episode, we could do it again. I don't know <laughs> how well this goes. I mean, we kind of left out TV quotes. We could do one focused more on TV or, or other things. Or we could just do round two. <laughs> yeah, just round two. Uh, obviously, we've left a lot off. Uh, any final thoughts about movie quotes, guys? What's in the flask, egg? Magic potion? Yeah. Thought so. Good. What do we do? Drink it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thought so. Thought so. <laughs> my, my, my sisters bought me a shirt in, in, uh, in high school that says I speak fluent movie quotes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that fits you, Nick. Um, here, real quick, I just want to, uh, AFI, so the American Film Institute, they did a list of the top 100 movie quotes, and anyone want to guess what number one on their list was? Frankly, it? Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Here's looking frankly, at you, kid. Dear, yeah, frankly, frankly, my, my dear. dear, I don't give a damn, is the number one quote. Yeah. Uh, From the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, well, adjusted, adjusted for inflation. For inflation. Adjusted for inflation, yeah. Yes. Here's looking at you, uh, kid, is high, yeah? Uh, or is no. Play It Sam before that? Play It Again Sam is never actually in the movie. Yeah, but, but Play It Sam five, is number five. Yep. Uh, number two, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. You don't understand. It could have had class. It could have been a contender. Uh, that's, that's such a good film. On the waterfront, yeah. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. I immediately so. regret this decision. I'm regretting the decision to open up this AFI list because I just want to... <laughs> I just want to keep reading it. Oh. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, now I'm going back to my first movie that you guys don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that quote from yeah. Anchorman. That is uh, definitely transcendent Anchorman into internet meme culture. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us on this special episode about movie quotes. Please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in iTunes, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. If you're a new listener uh, here, you may have enjoyed hearing Nick English do uh, many uh, quotations. I mean, we all did them, but Nick has a special flair for that. Okay, and he does that often over on the Fandom Podcast, so you should go give the Fandom Podcast a listen. Uh, you can suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or special episodes like this one by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. We're all also on Twitter. You can follow at protagonistpod, at Todd K. Mack, at Jay Dorowski, and our producer Andrew is at Andrew underscore Dorowski. And Nick, do you have social media for anyone to follow? My uh, social media is Nick English Art at everything, and Nick is spelled N-I-K. There's no C. So... Right, and you have a specific uh, website where people could go look at your art. What is that one again? www. guess no nickenglishart dot com. Yep. And uh, <laughs> just a reminder: Nick designed our logo for our po- podcast, and we also the uh, logo for Disney Animation Minute Essentials. We are very pleased with it, and lots of good compliments have come S- about it. Still wish you'd gone with Disney Animation Minute Notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, still, I'm. I just call it that anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, if you would like to, I I substitute your reality. Or, <laughs> no, I re. I, oh, what is? I, I, I reject, reject your reality. I reject your, your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> That's it. My yes. wife says that all the time. Uh, where was I in this outro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you train. <laughs> If you would like to support our show financially, there are a few ways you could do that. You could buy a topic for us to discuss. Uh, oh, I think you already yeah. did that part. I, I don't even know where. Just... <laughs> you know what? Goodbye, Have a great time, guys. Stay classy, <laughs> San Diego. So long. Remember, you stay classy, planet Earth. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm just going to jump down. You've heard our outro before. If you haven't listened to any other episode, you will hear our outro there. And I'm going to say so long. So long. (laughs) Going off the rails like a crazy train. was oh, signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah, you keep telling me <laughs> that. Who is she? <laughs> what? The Sultan of Swat? The the King of Crash? The Colossus of Class? The Colossus, the Colossus of Cloud? Babe Ruth. The Great Bambino. Oh my gosh, that's, that's the same guy? guy? <laughs>